I found it interesting as I was doing um, the research about some of these organizations that, that really create a beautiful um, culture of, of, of wholeness, um, is that some of these organizations had written some quite detailed documents with um, you know, what, what wholeness means for them and sort of the ground rules and, and, and practices um, that, that make that possible. Um, and it, it, it made me think quite a bit, um, sort of in traditional management, there's been this, um, this trend to, for organizations to define their values, right? And, and we know that in most organizations, this is pretty meaningless, right? Yeah, we value respect and teamwork and innovation. And, you know, you know most people in most organizations don't quite remember, like, what are our values again? I mean, it just, you know, it's not something that is alive. Um, but in some organizations, you know, values are, are really lived things. Um, but in, in really the most advanced organizations, it seems like, yeah, they might still have values, but they also had something else. Um, um, they often had uh, talked about fundamental assumptions, and I've talked about this in previous videos, so I won't talk about it here again. And, um, but also sometimes very detailed sort of ground rules, like this is how we want to relate with one another, and this is the kind of way of relating that it, we find are, is not acceptable, you know, acceptable in the organizations because it just creates an atmosphere where we can't be fully ourselves, where, you know, where we have then sort of fear or, um, or shame or, you know, that, that, that's just not the kind of things we want. Um, and, um, and yeah, so I would invite you um, at some point, you know, if, if this is a priority for you, to explore um, whether defining some of the assumptions and defining some of the ground rules might make sense for you. Yeah, let me give you some, some examples, right, um, for some of these ground rules, right? Uh, maybe one that you've come across because it's a very typical one. Um, you often have that in, in workshops or trainings or in, um, in retreats is, is simply to speak in the I language, right? Um, or not to interrupt, right? Um, so you know, if you don't know what I language means, is rather than you know, talking about you, um, which very quickly becomes judgmental, I simply talk about how I feel in certain situations. Um, uh, so yeah, these, these are examples of, of sort of common ground rules and practices, but it, it, it can, be, can, can go much deeper. Like I, um, I talk about um, in the book about RHD and how they have like a very detailed way, for instance, about um, you know, how people learn to deal with anger. Um, and what are some of the things that we don't want to accept in the organization? So uh, they talk about things like demeaning speech and you know, demeaning behaviors, um, or negative triangulated messages, or threat of abandonment, um, or disconfirming the other person's reality. No, this is not true. You know, or, um, or intimidation, explosion. So they actually have very detailed language that, that people share, that people get trained about, about what are some of the things that makes that this environment doesn't feel safe. Um, so you can take inspiration from them or from any other ways, but you know, what, what are some of the ground rules of some of the things they say, this is how we want to relate with one another. And these are some of the things that we feel like this is not how, how we want to be and show up. Um, and uh, yeah, you can ask a group of volunteers to start writing it. Um, uh, I would always uh, invite as much as possible the whole organization to participate because otherwise it becomes this one document that five people have written and suddenly I read it and I don't even recognize it and it doesn't make much sense. 
Um, so as much as possible, if you can do iterations, you know, do a whole day um, a seminar where you talk about these things and then appoint a group that rehashes and, and really sort of you know, put it in, puts it into beautiful writing, but then sends it back for comment to the whole group. And you know, you can do a few of these iterations that makes that everybody knows the document and, and recognizes it. Um, so that can be very powerful practices to actually have language and, and, and a document around it. Um, but it would be a mistake to stop at leaving this document because the document, you know, people have read it and then people forget about it. Um, and so the, the question then becomes: How can you? really embed this into the daily practices of the organization, right? And, um, and so I, th I think I would make that a mandate for that, that team or for that whole day effort is to think about how can this not just be a document, uh, but something that really gets lived. Um, and um, again, I can refer you to um, you know, some chapters about wholeness and reinventing organizations where I talk about how some organizations have done that. So for um, a lot of organizations, they've changed like the meeting practices. Like if every meeting we have a round of check-in, if every meeting we have a you know, silence, if we have little bells like at Heiligenfeld, that as soon as something feels oh, um, you know, edgy, nervous, we ring these bells. You know, these are just practices that embed that in um, sort of the day-to-day -day operations of, of the organization. Um, an obvious other place is onboarding. Like, how can everybody that joins the company really learn about this experience, know this? Um, then there's obvious things like all of the HR process and performance evaluations and all of these things. Um, you can have a group of trained facilitators uh, be on call, either internal or external, um, so that when you know that there's a more difficult conversation, you know you can you can call them in. Um, you know you'll know how to embed this. Um, but think about it not just as a document, but um, as a document that is a reference for all sorts of embedded, embedded practices. And then I would just simply you know, invite you to celebrate, like once you have defined, like, wow, you know, this, is, this is the way we want to be with one another. You know? Celebrate the beauty of that. Celebrate the kind of organization that you are that would even think about, uh, think about that. Um, and um, and yeah, like sometimes a little pat on the back is is in order, um, and uh, you know you might not live up to this um, to this bar that you've set yourself all the time. You will fall short, like we all do. Um, but it's it's beautiful to have a, a shared aspiration and a shared language around how we want to be and relate with one another. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.